Yeah, let's hit it. Amy, you ready? Mm-hmm. Now that I've <laughs> swallowed my tea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, I'm ready. Hey, everybody, I'm Kyle Rizdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Amy Scott, in for Kimberly Adams. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday, which, by my count, is News Fix and Make Me Smile Day. Yay! Yay. So let's get to it. <laughs> Yay. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, go ahead. You go first. All right. Um, so I'm going to talk about your home state of California. Those mm-hmm. storms y'all had out there have made a big difference for the water supply. I don't know if you saw yeah. that today, but state officials today announced that local water agencies that serve 27 million people will see an increased allocation of water because of those storms that increased reservoir levels and snowpack. I'm paraphrasing here from the LA Times, but just two months ago, the Department of Water Resources said it can only provide 5% of requested supplies this year to these agencies. Um, And now officials are increasing that allocation to 30%. This is water that comes from what's called the State Water Project, which is a Mm -hmm. system of reservoirs and dams and canals that make up a lot of the state's water system, but not all of it. Officials had warned that because of La Nina, it was going to be a really dry winter. And then there were those nine atmospheric rivers that dumped rain and snow. As of Thursday, statewide snowpack is more than 200% of its normal level for this time of year. Um, You know, as you know, this drought is not over. It's going to take a lot more to replenish underground aquifers. And, of course, California relies a lot on the Colorado River which Mm -hmm. uh, did not benefit from those storms. Um, But the state has officially moved out of the worst categories, extreme and exceptional drought. Um, And that's, uh, I would say, pretty good news, at least for now. No, it is. It is really good news. And and I'll tell you, if if you've seen some of the satellite shots of the Sierra Nevada, the mountain range out here, you know, six weeks ago, it was it was brown and gross. And now it's just white and amazing. Um, there is just so much water out here. And you know what's really interesting? It's really green now. It's really green oh, out here. Wow. The hills and everything. And we just we don't usually get a lot of that, you know? Especially the last five or six years. So it's really cool. I to also see. read and, that and like this could be an amazing year for wildflowers. Wildflowers. I'm sure the wildflowers are gonna be yeah. incredible. Going to be incredible. Yeah. So we're we're by no means out of the drought woods and we won't be because the planet's getting hotter. Um, yeah. This is good news. This is definitely good news. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So mine are not good news. I've got one little uh, extremely depressing and, in fact, soul-crushing tidbit and then a little bit of business and economic news. So I saw this in mm. Axios today. It's news. It's data from the Gun Violence Archive. We have had more mass shootings in the United States this year than there are days in the year so far. Right. We're on the 20, what, sixth ish something of uh, January. And there have been 39 mass shootings, of course, the two out here in California, which have gotten a lot of press, but others elsewhere in the country. And, you know, it's funny. I, I saw your response to the to the listener on Twitter who um, yeah. took us to task, actually, for not mentioning the Monterey Park shooting or the Happy Bay shootings. And and you said rightly, what can we add to it? What are we going to say? And I I feel compelled to just note it. Right. And I think maybe that's all we can do now. Yeah, I'm glad he wrote that because certainly we've been thinking about it. I think that was behind my, you know, difficulty in finding a a make me smile on Monday. Um, But what do you what do you raised 
and I know you have another thing to talk about, but what he raised was, I think, what I worry about, which is that we become numb, you know? Oh, we are numb. It's, there's no We become. are, and, we, we and, are it, numb. and Look, it is I mean, like, what more can we say before I, someone yep, does something? I, we do the the right thing, uh, and it's 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 very, it, well. We're not we're not going to do the right thing because we're right. America, and it's guns, and you can pry my guns from my cold dead hands, right? And we're not going to do what it takes. But look, I, I got to thinking about this the other day when I was running, actually, uh, and and the specifically the one in Monterey Park, which is ten miles from my house, right? So obviously it, it's yeah. a lot closer to home than Half Moon Bay and any of the other mass shootings. But but here's what I think happened. There was lots of press coverage, right? And has been, and it's getting the attention mm-hmm. it deserves, but it's not shocking us anymore. And what what it takes to shock us now, and I can't believe I have to say this, what it takes to shock us now with gun violence is when kids get shot, when there's a shooting in a school. Right? Yeah, That's or a kid really brings oh, a, this is a gun to school. Or, or yeah. Right, or a six-year-old brings a gun and shoots his teacher. Right, exactly, which is a, a case that's ongoing now. That's exactly right. But, you know, when it's adults, I don't think, I mean, this is a terrible thing to say, but other than the news and, and the immediate effect of those involved and their, and their family members, nobody's sh- shocked anymore. Nobody's surprised, which is insane. And that is a terrible, terrible thing. It is. It is a terrible thing terrible thing. Uh, okay. Very awkward turn here, but I do want to just, just point out, um, what happened yesterday morning at the open on the New York stock exchange, where there was a computer glitch and everything went haywire for a while. And, uh, tens at least, uh, of millions of dollars worth of trades are going to have to be voided. And there's going to be, um, uh, you know, people who lost money or got money or didn't get money, and it's a mess. Here's here's why I mention this. Big computer glitch at the open uh, uh, opening bell on the New York Stock Exchange yesterday. I just it was want to Tuesday, point out though, right? that was it Tuesday. Sorry, okay, Tuesday. You're right. I've lost. I've been a day ahead all all over. <laughs> Tuesday morning, big glitch. Here's the deal. Our financial infrastructure, while we like to think it's orderly and things happen and computers in charge and everything's fine. It's human beings who run the computers. And what happened on Tuesday is that a human being left a backup system running at 930 in the morning. So the cutoff from the backup system to the regular system in New York didn't happen. And so the computers didn't know what's going on. And so those trades didn't didn't get executed. So just be aware that our financial system, while uh, big and strong and burly, is also incredibly fragile. And you should be aware of that. And, and also, if you want the nuts and bolts, read Matt Levine in Bloomberg. He writes a really good column on all sorts of stuff, and he had a really good explanation of what happened. And that's today at Bloomberg. Matt Levine, really good. So just read him. Also, this is why I can't have a critical job. Because <laughs> I can totally <laughs> see being the guy who, like, forgot to do oh, yeah. something and totally. blew up the totally. whole financial system. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I'll get it tomorrow. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> poor, you poor employee. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Charlton, hit it, would you? Oh, All right. So uh, I'm putting this here mostly as a placeholder to myself. I saw it a couple of days ago, <laughs> and I just wanted to mention it because regular listeners to this podcast know I'm very interested in space and space exploration. Um, and cool things that are happening. So SpaceX, as you know, which is one of Elon Musk's troika of companies that he is running, uh, and some of them he's running into the ground, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, he he is wants to get humanity to Mars. And to get humanity to Mars, he is building a spaceship called 
starship and it's ginormous it's like 350 something feet tall it looks super cool it's like stainless steel and it looks like something out of buck rogers anyway the other day <laughs> they did their first wet load of this thing they loaded 10 million pounds of fuel on it okay which oh is God. just uh, uh right and these are like hypergolic fuels and all kinds of crazy things that are really dangerous but they loaded them up and now they've uh emptied it and they've disassembled the thing and they're gonna fire uh, at some point soon in their test pattern, um, all 33 rockets on this Starship booster. And I'm putting this here just as a way to remind myself that I have to check that out. But it's really cool. And if you want to uh, <laughs> see some really cool things, just Google Starship and you'll see some amazing explosions and crashes because this thing is very much a test vehicle. But look, Elon Musk, for all of his flaws, and they are many, and I've talked about them on this podcast, if he does what he says he is going to do, he's going to change the planet. Right? He's already doing it a little bit with EVs, right? He invented the EV market basically single-handedly. And if he can get us off the planet, you know, that'll be something too. Because he's going to make the planet <laughs> less habitable with all this fuel he's well, burning. That, with all that explosion. That's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. I know, I'm so curious how it balances out with, with the EVs. Yeah, right. But right. Anyway, that's, that's a fair, I love that's some a people very keep fair notes. question. Kai uses the podcast to remind himself of I do. That's true, actually, right? Yeah, I do. that's fair. I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. Well, I'm going to oh leave this as a reminder to me that did you know there's something called burrito season? I did not. In my household, every season is burrito season. But <laughs> apparently, according to Chipotle, the period between March and May is like the time that they sell the most burritos. So they're actually ramping up staffing What's right up now. They're planning to hire 15,000 people. Uh, these are part-time jobs, but not temporary jobs to sell burritos mm. and apparently according to the new york times it's weather and daylight and also college oh. being in session oh yeah it's this burrito yeah. season that's so i find so that kind of fascinating i love that i haven't had a good burrito in a very long time hmm yeah hmm those calories though man ah eh, whatever Whatever. <laughs> That's why I run and play soccer and do all that jazz. All right, we're done. That's yeah. it for today. Tomorrow, Friday, Economics on Tap, 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 out here on the Best Coast. Uh, they're going to be drinks, although I've been having water because i got a soccer game. We'll do some news and a little round of half full, half empty. And as always, we enjoy hearing from you. Please send us your thoughts, questions, suggestions. We are at 508-UB-SMART and make me smart at marketplace.org. third deadline of the day, friends. <laughs> Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. Our intern is Antonio Barreras. Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter. Marissa Cabrera is our acting senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital and on demand. There we go. I like the way that ends. Just bam.